this this thing is this tomorrow features panel is this tomorrow is a weekly comic humor a web comic from today's headline web and you're thinking to yourself, how much is this going to cost me, Dale? This put their heads together boredom. and come I'm up here with to a tell you that you don't have to pay one red cent. Situation is this tomorrow the staff is of absolutely the fictional Zorro and you can look news channel. Everyone in real life, Woody is to work as a security guard at a once mental again, institution. Absolutely free. So he has lots of experience cure for in these boredom. sorts of things. Is what am I talking? Tomorrow. Why, of course, it's Is This Tomorrow that available at isthistomorrow.com. Is This Tomorrow is absolutely free. But a miracle cure for boredom. As a security guard, is this tomorrow.com. Is absolutely free. But a miracle cure for boredom. Is this tomorrow.com? It's absolutely free. A miracle cure for boredom. Is this tomorrow.com? Is this tomorrow.com? Is this tomorrow.com? episode of That Record Got Me High. Once again, we are live at Laser Wolf. Let's hear it, everyone out there. Live at Laser Wolf. we got a nice little crowd here at uh, Laser Wolf, which is at 901 Progresso Drive in Fort Lauderdale. Thanks once again to our host, Chris, for Chris having, Bellis. Uh, having, Chris Bellis having us here. Awesome week. guy. Uh, and also to our future sponsor, the uh, Bright Line, which is coming by soon. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pull the mic out there. <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't, there we eventually. go. Uh, and we have a special guest tonight. At our, This is our first live at Laser Wolf of the new season. It is season Yay. two. This is the first episode of the arbitrarily begun season two. <laughs> season two, right. that's right. And we have Aaron Lee of 104.3 FM, The Shark. And Yay! Aw, yes, thunderous applause. And she also does, no, they'll hear it, they'll hear it. And she also yeah. does Open Swim. You do a thing called Open Swim. Yeah, my local band podcast. Local band podcast. And she's just, and so Erin already, she's a, a professional broadcaster, so she's going to already sound better than us. And Erin's <laughs> and also a nice person, so that's Aww. the two differences that yeah, she has right. from me and Barry. Uh, compare and contrast. <laughs> Thanks, honey. Uh, and what are we talking about tonight? This is your record you picked. What did you pick? We're talking about Weezer's debut album, The Blue Album. Yeah. Self, self-titled, but you can't say self-titled because they have all of their colored albums. Oh, self-titled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they never named the album, but it just became called the, the Blue. It was never officially the Blue Album. Correct. Right? Okay. That was fan affectionately referenced. Right. Uh, oh, and before we go on, just a quick uh, Patreon shout-out to Jim Murphy, our newest $7 patron. Uh, oh, thanks, Jim, Jim Murphy. Murphy. Did you see we got patron. a new patron uh, before we came on the we air? We did, uh, and, but he doesn't get it. It was only a dollar patron, so he doesn't get a shout-out. <laughs> 
<laughs> really? Okay. Seven dollars gets you a shout out a dollar. Maybe next. Maybe next week we'll give yeah. him a shout out. Yeah. Throw okay. him a bone. When you pay more. All right. So <laughs> right, yeah, right. Weezer, uh, LA band formed in 1992, and this their debut record was released in May 1994. Mm-hmm. It was produced by who, Barry? Rick Ocasek of the Cars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, excellently produced by him, I think. I mean, I think it's a really good, yeah. Good it's a it, it's a it's a very media. Is that the train horn blowing out there? It is. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the. Uh, Chris, go tell them to stop. That's that's the audience. <laughs> that's they're, the big they're, train. They're chanting Aaron's name. They want to hear more. Big train. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so Aaron, this record came out in uh, 1994. When did you? When did you first? How old were you then? What were you like? Four. I I was in middle school okay. when it came okay. out. In 1994, I was 13 years old. Okay, and uh, did you hear? Was that the first time you heard? Them Absolutely, was the, yeah. I heard out? it from the very beginning. I caught it. I'm, I was an MTV kid. MTV debuted the same year I was born. Oh. And uh, God, I, we're so old, Barry. I was, <laughs> I was in middle school, which middle school is the perfect. Me and Martha Quinn dated for a while. So. <laughs> middle middle school is the perfect. Emotional yeah. age oh, to be boy. for this record. I think, I think you're so. right. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I'm glad why, that you got that out of the way. Yeah, because it is. That's why, like emotionally, I connected to it on such a so level. So you connected right away. You Immediately. Said, this is my band. Weezer. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And and we should point out, Erin uh, is such a fan of this record <laughs> that her son's name is Jonas. Jonas. All right. She named him Jonas, Jonas just so when he introduced himself, he could tell people, "My name, my is, name is Jonas." Jonas. Absolutely. <laughs> that was the goal. I, can I? I just have to do a quick side note about Jonas real quick at the last at the Dan Husker music continuum the last one we did at um, a sticky bun yeah uh, um, Paige you know Paige from all the B words what's, what's her stupid stage name uh, Vox Bobalicious Vox or Malicious something don't hate on us Paige. no she's great her band's, no, her band's excellent uh, but she said and Jonas Jeff, Jeff Hodap a frequent occasional call in yeah, accidental right. call yeah, in call in Jeff Hodap but uh, Jonas walked by and uh, Paige said that kid has the best haircut of any dude here. Yeah, yes, he really does. He has better hair than I do at nine he years has old. A great haircut. It's true. So I just wanted to mention that. That is Jonas. Uh, all right. So you heard this and you were immediately in love with them, Barry. Absolutely. So I, Barry, I, 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 we haven't discussed Weezer at all. We haven't. I really know. I'm a fan, but I'm like, it's oh, funny. Like, Saturday Night Live a, a couple of months ago had that had a sketch right. about Weezer, mm-hmm. which was really random for them to have a sketch, but it was basically. Matt Damon was like a, a true Weezer, like a, 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 a tried and true Weezer fan that still loved them, like you. Yes. And Leslie, what's the lady's name? Leslie. Oh, oh, I can't. Saturday Night Live. What's her name? Uh, Saturday Night Live lady. What's her name? Someone get on the mic and tell us her name. Leslie. No one knows. <laughs> you know, you're forgiven. Saturday Night Live has been around a long time. A lot of people anyway, come and go. Anyway, she was the Weezer fan that loved the first two records, but then that's it. She's, said, she was the elitist. Yeah, the elitist. The, yes. Well, no, the elitist is the one that hate them all together. Oh, no, 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 no. You're right. You're fair. Fair. Right. So okay. she. So that's kind of like me where I really like the first two records. And it's not like I dislike them, but I never. That's the word I was there looking for. There you I go. Guess a purist. Okay. Yeah. So I never. But you're, you're the kind of fan that band should have though because you're a fan that's on board and I will say I I respect Weezer because they've always sort of kept current with music and they they try new things they try different things what you want your band to do to do exactly Mm -hmm. so you're a good fan but still recognizable 
you listen to it and you're like, yeah, that's definitely. Oh Weezer. yeah, you always know right. it's Weezer. Yeah. Even when they get experimental and weird and and do have like guest rappers on their music, right? Which Ooh, lost. I didn't know a, they did that. Oh yeah. <laughs> But you have the right person on your show. There you go, another trivia. Now, uh, where do you fall in on this battle, though? What, what, uh, um, I was aware of Weezer when they came out. I, I, frankly, I remembered the Buddy Holly song a lot because right. that was played you know, a lot. It was played a lot, and um, after that, I didn't pay them any attention whatsoever until we had to do this record. Really? And, no, not really. Okay. And that's not. There's no. It's not a knock on them. It's just not, the way. way was, you feel. I did not pay attention to them, and then, but then. Actually, this record has grown on me quite a bit over the over the course of the week. Aww. So it, it, it's almost it's incredibly hard for it not catchy because it's incredibly catchy. It's, incredibly it's not catchy. really a bad song on the record, no. and it's just very well produced, catchy record with it a is. lot of. I mean, hooks. and when you think about who produced it, how could it not be? Right, I guess. Right. Yeah, well, I think that the, he's <clears throat> even mentioned in interviews that the cars were sort of a, you know, he looked at them as a. Uh, Inspiration amongst oh, yeah. other bands. Also, fun fact: Weezer later covered "You Might Think" for the Cars soundtrack, the oh, Disney movie Cars. Uh, uh, right. Yes, and it's actually a solid cover. They do, I would like they, to hear that. They do a lot right. of covers. They're yes. big on covers, sure. and they cover bands they love. Pixies. I think they're on the Pixies. The Pixies tribute record where they right. do uh, yeah. Valoria, and they've done. Uh, yeah, they're in, the Pixies are in one of the four corners of the Weezer diagram that I drew. <laughs> they are. I mean, that's. <laughs> That's the knock on them by a lot of people is that they're derivative, but yeah, they do. Definitely, they're derivative of bands that they love, that Rivers loves, but I mean, so what? So is every band. Of day. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's my four corners. Here's my four corners okay, of, let's the, see of it. the... Or hear it. One that he does not mention, but which figures very prominently in their sound is Ramones. Yes. He does not it's talk true. about being it's a Ramones fan. But it's true. It's downstrokes only. They're a downstrokes only band. And right. if you list that, da, na, 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 it's Ramones. Beach Boys. No, obviously. So, yes, sure. Beach Boys, Cars, and fourth corner is Pixies. Now, in the middle of this, actually, I should have drawn four letters K I S. I was going to say, good job, Barry. Yes. Because he's, and we were listening to a Kiss song that he mentions in an interview. Um, what's it called? I'm, go- I'm going blind. We oh were yeah, yeah, that. going blind. Yeah, it's a great yeah. song, by the way. It's a, the production is the worst production ever for a rock record of all <laughs> and, time. And um, a dinosaur junior does a killer version. Oh, do they really? They do nice. a cover going blind. That's really good. But um, all right, so yeah, I'm gonna say the first time I ever heard Weezer, I did not like them. I heard Undone was the first song I uh-huh. heard, and I immediately hated it because I was a Pixies fan. I go, oh, these guys are just. First of all, I yeah, the Pixies it was like loom, a, do loom large in the background of the. Sort of feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, but this is where our age difference shows because I didn't know Pixies. Right, right. right. Yeah, yeah. I know so Pixies it now. Fresh, it sounded totally fresh and original. Which For it, sure. Which it was in a way, but it was also grabbed from a lot of stuff that came before. But a lot of people didn't know about the Pixies because they were like, they came out in the late 80s, but they always remained pretty much like an underground. Co- college rock. Yes. College rock band, exactly. Yeah. They were recently on tour with Weezer. Over to the Weezer. <laughs> yes. So there you go. Yeah. I think the more things change, the more they stay the same. Uh-huh. Uh, all right, so I did not like that song because I thought it was a novelty. I figured, oh, these guys are just some kind of novelty band right, right. that are ripping off the Pixies, and I just didn't like it at all. And then we were on, uh, when I was in my band, The Holy Terrors, we were doing like a little tour up the East Coast, and guitar player Dan Hosker uh, puts in this tape, and 
My name is Jonas comes on, and this song is playing. I'm going, this is really good. What is this? He goes, it's Weezer. And I go, this, what? Is, this is Weezer? And then, yeah. So we listened to this whole record, and I said, oh, my God. Yeah, these guys are actually really good. And it made me, yeah. And that is such a solid record opener. Oh, it is. So it's good. So good. And yeah. they, it is. they open with it live a lot, too. But I think the, the guitar chords are... Dust in the wind at the beginning. It's got a dust in the wind <laughs> intro. Oh, that little yeah. yeah that I've little never t- noticed that before. Ah, uh, that's what my job is to yeah. find the things that you go. Oh, that's yeah. where that came from. And uh, well, also you guys. And there's also a Bob Dylan harmonica solo in it, like very much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go. For sure, I agree I with really that. Like, that's one thing that grabbed me. Like towards the end of the song, all of a sudden there's like these guitars, this cacophonous guitars, and then a harmonica comes in. It's like, oh, that's cool, right. you know, because yeah. it just comes out of left field. And they use it a lot. Effective. It's very effective. Is, I uh, agree. Harmonica playing on this record. And I got to say one other thing, real quick. In this tour we played, uh, we were going up, and uh, Weezer was just becoming like this. This, this big band and we played in Thomasville, Georgia at some because William our bass player William was from Thomasville so that's was, right I forgot about that and it was like this benefit, benefit for some kid that died of cancer so it was like an all day festival and it was all these Thomasville bands which were covered it was all cover bands and then us we were at the end playing you know the Holy Spirit playing at the end and three different bands played um, that song, uh, what's the song about the alcoholism song? It's really good on this. Say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. Three different bands covered <laughs> Say It Ain't So. Really? And the best thing about, about small towns like Thomasville, the bands, it's like in these towns, there aren't enough like people of the same genre to form a band. So in the band, there'll be one punk kid yeah. and one metal yes, kid. Yeah. And one- and it's, Which, it's uh, great. and by the way, that still happens to this day. Like, yeah. Say It Ain't So gets covered multiple times by, lo- I couldn't by believe it. local bands, yeah. by cover bands. Three it's, separate bands covered it. For sure, you'll hear it still now in 2019. And then finally, at the end of the night, after all the like 12 It was bands, on the shark when we were driving up here, <laughs> just so we're clear. <laughs> we turned. We were like, oh, let's turn on the shark and see what's on. It was like... I cannot believe that they're gonna. It's gonna play this on the way there. Of course, yeah. I did not. I had no hand in that. Uh, yeah, and I will say, at the end of the festival, here. we played finally. Hoytar has played, playing our originals, and after like two songs, a lady comes up to us and goes, "Why don't you play something we could all enjoy?" <laughs> 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 it's like, lady, do you want us to do yeah. say it ain't so? Also, is that what we <laughs> have right. to do? So that was, uh, and also Thomasville has. Uh, I don't know if it still does. This was in ninety, maybe ninety five. They had. This is not a lie. They had waffle. They had two waffle houses yeah, sure. across the street from each other. A white waffle house and a black. No. And shit, you not in fucking nineteen ninety five. They had two waffle houses. Are you sure it wasn't a huddle house and a no, waffle house? No, it was waffle houses right across the street. It was horrible. It was a we, were, house. we were appalled. Um, all right, so Weezer is. If you is, think that's the most appalling thing about Thomasville, Georgia, <laughs> or that, about Waffle House, that's pretty appalling. Yeah, right. <laughs> it, it, yeah, we can we can all right, scrape so we, together some. How many? For just you. Uh, just curiosity. How many Weezer fans do we have out there now? How many people like Weezer? Yeah, we right. got Weezer fans. Yeah, all, right. all right, awesome. Look at that. Awesome. How many haters? How many Weezer? Be honest. And they didn't show up. The haters didn't show no, up. But they're not going to come to it. Andre's lying. You're uh, a hater, Andre. <laughs> 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 I know you. Rat didn't show up. Thank God. Because <laughs> it said on the flyer, it specifically said no jerks. So oh, that's why. Yeah. All right. So uh, Rivers Cuomo is the uh, is the main, obviously the main Weezer the main guy, yeah, and yeah. he's really and he's the, really the dude. main guy. Like, he's the yeah. main he's, dude, and he's a strange. The, dude. the articles make it clear that he didn't. It, it started off as a band, and then it became yeah. his brainchild. Like, uh, yes. like where yeah. he said. Second album, nobody else gets to write songs but me. Right. And well, it was like. But the thing is, the difference between, and I know I'm going to sound like I'm defending him because I'm a super no, fan. No, go ahead, defend him because the, you're a super fan. Do it. But the, di- the difference between him and other front men that do that, and I'm not going to mention names. No, no, please. That's what this show's about. <laughs> 
The difference between you him don't. him and like a like a Trent Reznor, for example. Oh, oh sure, Trent Or like a Billy oh, yeah. Corgan, for example. Oh. So the difference is that Rivers comes from a pure place. He's a perfectionist. I believe okay. that. Yeah, and right, and right. that he he just wants things to be done a certain way because that's the way he hears it in his head. Right. That's yeah. the way he translates yeah. it. It's not because he's a control freak or a narcissist or or any of those things that you see with a lot of other bands where there's one guy that's clearly the head guy. You're a very sweet person. Oh, she yeah, I told you. That's why. Yeah, she's like the opposite of us. Thank you. I just want to tell you that if there was a Disney lawyer showed up here, he would cut off your arm and take it with him. As, as an informer employee of Walt Disney uh, World, her Disney tattoo. I oh can goodness. tell you that that I is I'm more true. than one to have a. I'm a mini bow too. Oh, sh- well, maybe bone saws are in the coming break. out during the break. We'll it would uh, be the whole arm in that case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I, that was the the vibe I got. Once I read that he had started finding band members for club notes, I was like, uh, oh, okay, that's okay. a James Brown trick. So watch he's me. well, I think so he's a very intensely sort of. Passionate. And, and oh, they, yeah. But yeah. the other band members just refer to him as dude. Hey, hey, yeah, hey, hey dude, yeah. what's up? Well, originally, <laughs> the, what, the original guitar player, Jason Cropper, uh, left the band during the recording of this record. And he's credited right. with one. He, he wrote the int- intro to uh, My Name is Jonas. Okay. Mm-hmm. But he, Which is an iconic down, riff. He, yeah, it is an iconic riff. But yes. he, he wasn't down with the whole, you know... Uh, um, going to be famous uh, thing? Rivers? No, I don't think the, he wasn't the, down with Rivers saying, These the, are I, my, I, I'm going to uh, do this song. Like I'm, the, I'm the man. So yeah, they yeah. got Brian Bell, who's sort of like a, a good foil for him because he's just another guitar player. And Rivers yes. is the main guy. And even though Brian Bell is credited as playing uh, guitar, it's pretty much known that Rivers oh, plays okay. all the guitar. Oh, I did record. not yeah. realize and that. And what he did was, what Rick Ocasek says, is that... Um, Cuomo, after Jason Cropper left, uh, Cuomo re-recorded all of Cropper's guitar parts, and he did all ten tracks were laid down by Cuomo in one day, each in one take. Okay, I'm going to tell you something that I suspected that all the guitars on this record were played by him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's a Metallica secret. Do you know the Metallica secret? Yes. That That James Hetfield is an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Is that really a secret? That's not the secret. No. No, that's not a secret. It's that James Hetfield does all the guitars. And then the other guy, what's his name? Oh, uh, Kirk Gee. Hammett. Kurt Hammett yeah, comes yeah. in and does, plays the solos, and that's it right. on the record. Solo. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So that similar sense. situation where yep. he's like, "Sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. I got this. I got it." Right. Don't you so worry. on this on this record, we have Matt Sharp on bass and backing vocals, which only played in the first two Weezer records, and then Matt. Uh, which, went by on. the way, that's a huge controversial thing among fans. It is day. right because people say, "Oh, once Matt left, that's it. That was no. it." No, no, people say that though. Uh, no, I'm I know, but saying, I'm saying uh, yeah, I could not agree. disagree more. Of course you do. Comes another train. I love Scott Schreiner. He's amazing. Scott Schreiner is the guy now. Yes. Now. Okay, good. And then uh, Patrick Wilson, the drummer, he's the... Yes, he's, he's still the, there. Okay, him, yes. him and Brian Bell are both still there. Right, right. Okay. And, and Patrick Wilson's awesome, too. All right, so let's start out with the record. The first song, we've, we already talked about it a little. It's got that great opening, that acoustic guitar opening, and yes. then it just kicks in. It does. Yes. And this song, it's, it's funny, because when you read about it, it sounds interesting. It, it tells the story of brothers named Jonas and Weeple. Right. Reflecting on their childhood, and, portable, and purportedly part of it is about River's brother Leaves, which River has a brother called Leaves. His parents yes. were like super hippies. Yes, they grew up on a, a yoga ashram. Yeah. Right. Yes. We, had, we were chatting about that on the way up here. And, and River still practices yoga to this day. Oh, like, like well, real, he, goes he practices on, yoga yeah. and he does these ascetic um, retreats. Meditation yeah. for like right. super like, intense retreats. Super intense. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, a, he's a strange dude. Yeah. Um, and so it's about his brother Leaves who had a car accident. So some of the lyrics reference 
a letter that he received from Leeds, mm -hmm. and uh, it says, guess what I received in the mail today? Words of deep concern from my little brother. The building's not going as he planned. The foreman has injured his hand. The dozer will not clear a path. The driver swears he learned his math. This is cool lyrics, but I do not understand like what, <laughs> where it's uh, what it's all going. Well, I, the I, workers are going home. Like, what is he saying? Yeah. I take it as it being a coming of age sort of thing, like yeah, yeah. where you're transitioning okay. from I, I living, living with that. your family, living at home, right. to going off on your own. I'm sure that- You should probably just do the show with us from now on, so <laughs> yeah. Wednesday night. Anytime you want, please. Good. Oh my God, I'm you having a blast. You seem to have an insight on these lyrics that we are- uh... She does, and she's nice too. Oh, so thanks that's, guys. That's, in the long run, that's not gonna play though. People don't wanna hear something. No, like I'm like, wait, time. yeah, super nice. Like, people crotchety, get annoyed with my niceness, for sure. I think you're good though, I think you're on the, uh, I think you're right on the money with that. Yeah. And uh, he does write a lot of songs, even though they're not obvious, except for one song on this record, which is totally autobiographical, uh, painfully autobiographical. Yes, absolutely. But he does uh, reference a lot to, like, child and uh, losing your youth right. and things like but he that. Did exactly. claim, he did say that he feels like his lyrics are all self-referential. Yeah. That he is trying to explain his inner world. Right. Self-referential, right. but also in a way that's relatable to the listener. Uh, yes. And yes. especially that a should, girl, a young middle school. We yes. should we should discuss that fact because someone else who's one of our guests who's here in the room found that somewhat irksome is that he does have a very calculated he has a he Method. has a Calculated method to writing hit songs. Yeah. Oh, well, well, now it's crazy. I don't think he did then, but now I read that's that's what kind of turned me off. I because think, I don't on know. song, no, he didn't. What he does now, he didn't do. He didn't for this record. He didn't have spreadsheets already in that, no, which no, is no. what he does now. Now, yep. Yeah, so he takes it very um, a te he analytical and uh, he's technical about writing songs. Super logical and linear for a creative person. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. and he's really smart. He's super smart, but yeah, yeah he's obviously. I mean, you you just look at the guy. You know, he's got. What do I always? Say Gary uh, Barry he has some issues. Yeah. Well, I did. I did. You know, reading it, he seemed to have a sort of a, a almost a um, a little bit of a self punishment aspect to some of his yeah, yeah. his uh, retreat stuff, where people you know feel like the more they the more they punish themselves, the better they'll be. The mm. more they the more intense a retreat you do, the better person you are. I think it was how he was raised with these hip. Don't raise you could be hippies, but don't raise your kids. To, uh, yeah, they have to go to bed. Give them a bedtime, you know, or else. Yeah. Yeah. We have some personal experience of that in Sue's man. <laughs> All right, children so, raised on ashrams. Song number two is no one else, and actually the next two songs, no one else, and the world has turned and left me here. Yes. they're kind of interconnected. Absolutely, right? yes. Yeah, because no one else. It's it's kind of the lyrics are kind of like. Misogynistic because they're about. The, oh my God! This well, song is. Oof. Well, but he's but he's saying himself it's about uh, some jealous, obsessive asshole uh, freaking out about his girlfriend. Yes. But then he also says his lyrics are about his own inner world. Oh so yeah, I had no, our, no, he admitted he admitted that it's yes. him obsessing. That he admitted that he had these thoughts. It's okay. The, it's the okay. kind of thing too that where when you're taking like personal inventory, it's super self-aware. Yeah, to, yeah. To be able yeah, to go, that's true. Oh, sometimes yeah. I'm kind of a dick. Yeah. Right? Oh, this yeah. is so, all right, these stars, my girl's got a big mouth with which she blabbers a lot. lot. She laughs at most everything, whether it's funny or not. And if and you see her, if you see her, <laughs> tell her it's over Because what does he want? He wants a girl that will laugh for no one else. Yes. Yeah. Want, when he's away, she puts her makeup on the shelf. When he's away, she never leaves the house, which is <laughs> horrible. I wrote horrible. some specific words what about the fuck, this. Rivers. I just wrote what the I fuck, wrote, Rivers. <laughs> the words that I wrote were creepy, controlling, jealous, paranoid. Yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> but it's that in, it's that internal turmoil and struggle that is right. resonates throughout yeah. his entire and, body of work. And I also think he purposely put this next song right after it, after the record, the world is turned. Because they go so beautiful together. And they go beautiful together, music. But also, this is the asshole in the previous song getting his uh, comeuppance now. Yes, because absolutely. he's wondering oh, the world right. is because he's bailed. left alone. Right. She's sure. gone, and why am I alone? Because you were an asshole. Right. right. Yeah. Well, and and also because you're so um, you're so hard on yourself and like. You, you know, he's an outcast, he's an outsider, which oh, again, yeah. everyone feels like in middle school. Yeah, that's you don't, true. Right? You don't that's feel true. like You're you belong. Right. You don't, I, I oh. like, I was You know, there's another middle school thing in here. I just made love with your sweet memory 1,000 times oh, in my God. head. That's super. I don't, I don't think it was 1,000 times, and I don't think it was in his head. Yeah. Right, exactly, yes. But, like, you know, like, this record for me, I have very vivid memories of my, my middle school was close enough to ride my bicycle, too. And for exercise, my mom would let me ride up to my school after school and and ride around the track. Yep. And so I took my Walkman and put my cassette tape uh, in, okay. and I would I would listen to you know in, with my headphones on my Walkman, and you get to hear a record so much better when you listen to it with headphones. Of course. Right. And so I would just like pedal my my ass off and get all my feelings out and all my energy and all my aggression oh, about about being a teenager and what the fuck that's am I doing? That's why you're so well adjusted yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> All that bicycling with Weezer. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so he Who says knew? he says something here that I feel like, like you said, that is very telling about himself. Because he says, and he says, the world is turning. Let me hear just where I was before you appeared, and in your place, an empty space has filled the, the void, void behind, behind my, my face. Behind my face. And when you look at this guy a lot, it looks like there's a uh, void yeah, behind yeah, his face. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. It looks like he's checked. Come on, you have to admit that. As much as you love him, it looks like he's checked out a little. It's So I've actually met Rivers Cuomo. Yeah. Oh. Okay, let's hear it. And I have to tell you that when I, we did a meet and greet with the radio station, he played a, they played Riptide Fest uh, oh, on the right, beach, right. not last year, but the year before. And I was pumped, obviously. That's yeah. like bucket list material right there to meet Weezer. Oh, yeah. But I also know how socially awkward he is. Right. And so I'm a huge fan of boundaries and personal space. Of course you are. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> so I'm like, mind you, it took me a long time to get to that point. I was not right. perfect straight out of the womb. But, you know, no, knowing that this this was the type of personality that I was going to be meeting, right. I... I observed first how he was interacting with other people. Right. And, you know, the, the meet and greet line came through when I was watching everyone. And, and as employees of the radio station, we're always last to meet the band because listeners first. Right. And so, um, you know, I, I'm watching everyone go through and they're getting uncomfortably close to him, wrapping oh, arms yeah, around him, taking no. pictures, like, hey, no buddy, bueno, what's no going bueno. on? And I'm like cringing for him because yeah, I know right. how he is. And I'm like, oh, God, this must Some be Some of those like, people have body odor, for and, sure. Well, but then I'm also, I'm thinking like how often he's done this over the last 25 right, years. Right, yeah. And I'm like, God, that's like your nightmare on a loop. That's, right. that's like. You have to shut down to do that. So I understand where. To, to circle back to what you were saying, I understand where you have to kind of disconnect yourself right. a little bit right, right. to be able to deal with that level okay. of personal interaction. So maybe when he's actually when he's actually just interacting with like friends, if he has any friends, and uh, <laughs> and his wife that or is whatever. A question. But maybe yeah. he he wouldn't be so guarded and like that, seeming like that in public. That and also, sense. it's he strikes me as a very sensitive person. Oh yeah. And yeah. so, <laughs> it, for as sensitive as he is, as a sensitive person myself. I know that it's hard when people are harsh with you yeah. and when the when the world is harsh to live in. Yeah. And so you try to find ways to like kind of manage that to the best of your ability, especially when you're, and not that I'm saying I'm anywhere near the level of Weezer, but dealing 
with being in the public eye and interacting with people that are virtually strangers to you and they know you better than you know them, how, how do you reconcile that and how do you still be cool without crossing lines and crossing boundaries? Well, I have a, right. I have a little story about that and it was an article in Q Magazine about Bob Dylan and they were talking to Bob Dylan about, they were talking about his recording process and so forth. And then, But the, one of the questions came up and said, well, you know, you're, when you're out and about and like people come up to you and start talking to you and stuff, how, what do you... How do you, what do you, how do you feel about that? And he just said, that's dead time. <laughs> oh my God. That's to the point, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I what don't... are you going to say to Bob Dylan that no one else has said? And said the answer before, is, right. you're not. So he just Probably the same out. thing with, with Rivers Cuomo. Uh, yeah. It's like, you're not going to say, what are you going to say to the guy? Right. Nothing that he hasn't heard before. No, and I was super, like, I didn't touch him. You I dropped wasn't... your cigarettes. That's about it. Hey, thanks. <laughs> I had my, my Weezer tote bag that I brought with me tonight. Oh, so nice. I like held up my tote bag in the picture and I was like, yeah, yeah, like I had the big smile on my face. But I didn't touch him. I didn't try to hug him. I didn't cool. even, yeah. I was just, I just gave him like a head nod. Like, yeah. like I see you, dude. It's cool. Like we right. don't have to have like a moment for me to yeah. have gotten yeah, something from course. this. Do you ever meet Stephen Malkmus from Pavement? I have not. <laughs> I mean, I'm familiar with Pavement, but I'm not. Rob Why, hates where is him. this going? I do not hate Stephen Malkmus. I don't hate anyone. Uh, oh, I don't. We're gonna have a special episode about that, Rob. Um, ABC after school special. Rob no, tells up <laughs> So that's cool. So you had. So you were. Very I was drinking. Don't do that when I'm drinking. I almost spit everywhere. <laughs> so let's take a little. Me and, by the way, me and Barry have that same problem now. People recognize us in the street from the Ooh. podcast. From that, hey, aren't you from that record? Got me eye, you know. So it's kind of awkward, but you know, we talk to him. You manage the best you can. Yeah, you guys don't. If we don't right. come out and mingle during the break, don't take it personally. We're just, you know, you're just concerned. Serving your energy just, for the second we're half. We're just here, yeah, right. and you right. guys yeah. are here, That's it. and you know, we don't want to mess things up. <laughs> All right, so once and we are, <laughs> wow. that record got me high. We're going to come back for the second half of this. Uh, you're doing a great job, man. Thank you, Ann. Yes, I appreciate it. So then, once again, we're at Laser Wolf, live at Laser Wolf. Everyone here for Chris at Laser Wolf. <laughs> All right, we will be back in a minute with more That Record Got Me High. That Record Got Me High is proud to be sponsored by Is This Tomorrow. That's Is This Tomorrow, available at isthistomorrow.com. Is This Tomorrow is a weekly web comic cataloging the absurdities taking place at the Azoro News Channel. Characters such as George Kleenex, Weatherman Benjamin Dover, Man on the Scene J.B. Horns, Political Commentator Taffy Tart, Radio Personality Travis Slaughter, Conspiracy Theory Expert J. Elwood Compton III, Paranormalist Murph Davies, Senator Stroller, Political Apologist Dr. Iggy, Christian Ventriloquist Fred Gastro, and his puppet Woody, and the strangely familiar Stocky Bear, in his smelly, itchy costume, will entertain the ever-living shit out of you so that you are doubled up with laughter, collapsed beneath your desk, paralyzed, unable to move. You'll be slain, comically. But you'll recover. That's Is This Tomorrow at isthistomorrow.com. One, two, we're on. Yeah, we're on. Sorry. Don't. 
What's going on? All right, we're back. Once again, we're back. This is That Record Got Me High. That is Barry Stock. That's Rob Elba. And we're here with our special guest, Aaron Lee from 104.3 The Shark. And uh, we're talking to... Yes, let's hear it, everyone. <laughs> Our husband led the applause. What a Hey, you know what? What a guy. What the a mic guy. is facing the window, though, so we can't hear the applause so good. There. Oh, yeah, turn the mic, please. Just spin it all the way around. There, there you go. That's no, a promo guy perfect. move right there. Promo guy <laughs> There you go. Well, <laughs> d- well done. All right, so we're talking about Weezer, the uh, first Weezer album. With the Blue Aaron. Album. The Blue Album, and we're up to Buddy Holly, which this song, everyone knows this song. Oh, yeah. Yes. And this video, this was the Spike Lee um, did the uh, video for this. And Spike was, Jones. Spike, did I say Spike Lee? <laughs> Wrong Spike. Spike. <laughs> I'm just all Spike Lee because of the Oscar. Oh, yeah, uh, right. Yeah. Jones, that's right. And uh, it, this song is so catchy, right? This is like Super so catchy. infectious, yeah. It is incredibly catchy. And did you uh, see my little promo video that I did for the? Uh, yes, where I managed to line up the uh, um, the shark's appearance on yes. Happy Days with the word <laughs> shark. I heard, I heard it was all by accident. That, that was super. It was. Super it worked editing. out very well, but I did have to uh, change some things with the song digitally so that I didn't, didn't get popped by the. Uh, I noticed that it was in a different key. Uh, a little uh-huh. bit. Yeah, it sped up a little bit too. It was. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like that, half step like that. higher. Yep. What's with these homies dissing my girl? Why do they got a front? Why what did, do they got? What did front? we ever do to these guys <laughs> that made them so violent? Violent, like that, that's a good, violent. Yeah, that's a good rhyme. <laughs> it, and it's got these cheesy uh, keyboard parts that it are really does. cool. Oh yeah, that what's are really the good. cars? That's the cars. Ah, uh, uh-huh. that synth solo is right off the first Cars album. Right, For sure. right. Yeah. So, wonder why. Wonder who, hmm. who, who that could be. Rick Ocasek. And this is kind of his, like, nerd. He, he, they definitely celebrate the uh, nerdy, being a nerd yes. and their nerdiness. That's, like, a big thing with them. And, and again, yeah. being an awkward teenager when this album came out. Yes. Sure. Perfect. Yes. You, were married, you were married to Tyler Moore. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, did I, you have your buddy Holly in uh, middle school? Did you I have, did not. Um, boys didn't like me then. Good. No, really? boys, you shouldn't be with boys in middle school. By the way, that's too young for girls to be with. I'm just saying that. And now as a mother myself. Central about, Florida, real different rules, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're having uh, children. It's true. But, uh, oh, God, yeah. A lot <laughs> Winter Garden, Florida, yep. A lot of my friends. What happens in the Orange Grove stays in the Orange Grove, it's buddy. It's bonfires, lots of bonfires and booze, passing oh. out next to the bonfire, hoping you don't set yourself Oh, God, that's that's Polk County. Polk County. County nice. yes. for you. All right. My family's from sure. Sumter County. Oh, yeah, worse. Sumter. I know that one, too. Mm-hmm. So we get to number five song, the song Undone, the sweater song, which is, this was the first, I think, the first single from the album. This is the yeah. song that I didn't like at first. Rob just reined us in, by the way. Did you notice that? That was good. I do. He well, does that. He keeps <laughs> it moving. What I, do. I, keep, I keep, keep things moving. moving. I keep things moving. He definitely And does. this is the one that I didn't like at first because I thought it was a blatant Pixies vibe ripoff. Sure. And, and I also thought, though, that the lyrics were just nothing. They were kind of trite. But then in reading about it, I read that it's about anxiety in public, yeah. like public anxiety, and that actually makes sense, and it made me like the song yes. more when uh, when I get that. And it's about like sort of public anxiety leading to insanity, and I like how the song, as it goes on, it gets frantic, more and more frantic yes, at the end. Yes, it does. Yeah, so it actually works. It's good. And, and once again, it's that whole dichotomy of... You know, having something that's catchy and relatable to the masses right. and also speaks on a deeper level the to, the, to the person that can relate yeah. to it on the... I have, I have horrible anxiety. And... and- Oh and really? Yes. Thank you. Horrible, oh. horrible anxiety. That's terrible. Is it now because you're sitting next to me? You mean? Or <laughs> yeah, that's in it. General. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I could not, I could not be more comfortable with you. You're oh, fine. Oh, good. All right. That's. I'm glad to hear. You that. should rethink okay, so, that strategy. So yeah. So <laughs> if, if you want to destroy my sweater, 
hold this thread as I walk away. I it's come undone. Great, like, yeah. that's, it doesn't get much. It's a pretty great image right there. Right. But so, at the same time, you're like bopping along to it and you're so right, happy yeah, right. listening right. to it. It's something universal, but then you feel as a little awkward kid, you feel like he's speaking just to you. Absolutely. You. So that is that is cool. And Barry, I, I, I found a really great quote from Rivers about the song that you're going to love because he said about this song, he said, I was trying to write a... Velvet Underground type song because I was super into them. This is, no, listen, this is so great because I was super into them and I came up with that guitar riff. I just picked up the acoustic guitar and the first thing I played was that riff. It wasn't until years later after I wrote it that I realized it's almost a complete ripoff of Sanitarium by Metallica. Oh my God. And he said, so what he said is, that perfectly, it just perfectly encapsulates Weezer to me. You're trying to be cool like Velvet Underground, but <laughs> but your metal roots right, come right, through right. unconsciously. Yeah, well, he does have, he was in a pop metal band before Weezer. That's what Weezer. I was just going to say. Yeah, really you know, into metal. Bizarre, yeah. you know, because the Kiss thing, you know, pop metal, That's they were the progenitors right. of that. And like, yes. much like me and you, I mean, me and you, Barry, were into Kiss when we were in the Absolutely, I was a, yeah, sure. He said had a big poster, he, he had a destroyer. He had the mullet, the long hair. The I never had a mullet. Oh, yeah, there was Oh yeah, Rivers Cuomo and Demolet, and and the the um they they just released a, a music video for um which cover was it off their covers album from the Teal album and uh, take take on me. Oh, it was take on me, and they did the whole like black and white sketchy thing. But they had um the kid from Stranger Things whose name escapes me right now, but um, it was his, he's in an actual band in real life, this, okay. kid, from, this kid from Stranger yeah. Things, oh. and it was his entire band pretending like they were Weezer before they were Weezer. Like, oh, so when Rivers Weezer Cuomo was When Rivers Cuomo was in the, band, the pop metal band before he was in yep. Weezer, um, that's what they were doing. They were doing their version of like in, in the garage, which we'll get to I'm momentarily. Gonna, yeah, sure. I'm gonna, I'll check that video. I, I'll be honest. I purposely have avoided all of those covers. Like they just did the cover album. Like I haven't heard, I'm probably the only person that haven't heard their Africa cover and I haven't, I'm purposely avoiding no, it. No, probably not. There's a, there's a lot of people that are very iffy about it. Yeah. I, I, I heard that, but I don't know why. I've just purposely avoided it. I don't know why. Just me, just my own passive. Shout out to a uh, former guest, uh, or guest Steve Mishner from Big Dipper who was very, Iffy about the uh, he sent me a he was video. super iffy in general. Uh, he, he was iffy. He said, uh, "Oh, whatever." He sent me a video and he said, "This and with the he's wearing a Rivers is wearing a captain's hat," and that was apparently a mortal sin. That was so, I know he what, was adorable in the captain's hat. He does it for Island in the Sun the when they perform it live. Yeah. Oh, it's right. adorable. It's I, perfect. I don't get the hate. Last night I was hanging out with Joey. I'm going to mention Joey Maya, the book, uh, the drummer he of gets Miami Beach. Every episode. No, but, but I was hanging out and we were driving <laughs> to church because I saw TSOL last night. Actually. Really? Ah. True Sounds of Liberty. Oh, there man. They were, they were still really great, too. Um, but I was playing. This. None of the original members, right? No, no, all all of them except for the drummer. Really? Yeah, I saw cool. those same dudes thirty five years ago at That's Twins, amazing. and I just saw them. Did last the drummer night. move? Cool. What happened to the drummer? Well, he's probably dead. Yeah, but, dead. Uh, I'm gonna go for dead. Usually, with like. See, I old, wanted to say dead, but then I felt bad about saying dead. No, but usually, <laughs> yeah. old, old punk bands like the one Someone, guy that they'll yeah, have no, to replace will be a drummer because yeah, it's hard no. to play that thirty years down the road. Right. Sure, you could still play guitar, but well, and it's harder to find drummers. Bill Ward, you know, Bunny Carlo. Johnny Blitz is still doing it with yeah. the Dead Boys. Right. Sort of. Right. Um, all right. So. Jet Black, drummer from The Strangler. He's, he's like 90. Oh, yeah, he is. He's really old. I think he's 70, actually. No, he's way older than 70, dude. No way. <laughs> he is. He was old when they started. That's right. hardcore, though. But what I was going to say about Joey Maya, I, st- I was playing the, the, the record because I said, oh, I have to. I have to. Oh, here comes train the train. Break. Here comes yeah, the train. Yeah, mic's off, but Watch it's still it. loud. Our sponsor. Um... 
uh, I was playing the the Weezer, and he goes, oh, I hate this shit. I hate these guys. And I go, nah. why do you? And then, he, and then he said the stupidest thing. He says, there's no, it's weak, and there isn't any melody. It's like, uh, wait a thing, second. Right away, I know he's full of shit. Because what? all there is is <laughs> melody. melody. Yes. Yeah, yeah, there's no melody. So shut Very up. Very consciously. Big hooky m- power pop yeah, is exactly right. what it yeah. is. So, so we were, okay, so is. on the way up here, we were having a discussion um, about whether the pop punk bands of after this, was Weezer their beginning? Was that, you know, what bands are we talking about? Uh, like Blink-182 or later, later than that. Yeah. That, Good that's Charlotte, the, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Was Weezer the first well, one? Weezer's kind of credited as like emo, like the whole emo yes. thing. Especially Shoegaze. with this album emo and, and with, um, yeah. And yeah, with yeah. The, the second album, especially Pinkerton. I don't, I don't know that they were necessarily the progenitors for that. I'm sure that there's some influence there. I'm yeah. not denying that. Oh, there but Green, I, I mean, Green Day is so all, always looms right large back there as well. But Green and, Day got... So political in their later years that they they ended yeah. up setting themselves apart entirely <laughs> True. from that. But yeah. then, uh, what was Gwen Stefani's band? No doubt, no doubt. they mm-hmm. were had uh, some. But no doubt came around not very long after Weezer did. I think they were around before Weezer. Wasn't no doubt like well, late eighties, early nineties. No, no, but mainstream popularity yeah, yeah, was, right, yeah, is what right, I'm thinking. Weezer true, probably true. influenced. I mean, all these bands that were covering "Say It Ain't So" in uh, Thomasville, <laughs> and, you know, yeah, so they okay. probably influenced uh, right. a lot. They had. To we're not going to settle this argument, but it's no, an interesting sure. discussion. But we are going to talk about Surf Wax America, the next song, which this is great. I love. I, it. I like this one a lot. This Me is, too. And this is yeah. the long history of rock bands writing about surfing who clearly. No one in the band has ever surfed. <laughs> no. So- Brian Wilson, <laughs> right. Beach yeah. Boys, Pixies, right? Yeah, right. Surf and yeah. stuff. It's like you know, Side Black note, never I love that there are two different songs on this record that sing in the round. Uh, where, where else does that ever happen in life? Nowhere. Very cool. Weezer does <laughs> right. it. Right. Who else? Nobody. Okay. And if you've never seen Weezer live, they can all play each other's instruments. Really? Yes. Oh, and, right. Yeah, and they true. can all that. trade vocals. Everyone in the band can sing, and everyone in the band can play at each other's instruments. Right. Wow. So that in itself makes it fascinating to watch. You're not just getting like a, okay, we're going to stand here for four minutes and play our song that everybody knows, blah, right. blah, blah. It's not uninspired. Yeah. I saw them open for the Foo Fighters, but I wasn't paying close enough attention. That was that was 05. Was that 05? Yeah. 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 I was, Loser. You were saving all your attention for the Foo Fighters. Uh, we were there as a. We were there as. <laughs> Don't a, get Rob Elvis started uh, on we the We were Foo there Fighters. as a Holy guest. Moly. A guest of someone who's a cousin of Dave Grohl. So uh, there was huh? other activities that we were participating in. Not bad ones. Just. We I was going to say wink, wink, nudge, no, nudge. No, no, there's no wink, wink. There isn't no. <laughs> eating uh, the food backstage. You know. Oh, eating well, I mean, the, not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. So this is yeah. This is a really great uh, song. It's really fast. Uh, this song moves. This yes. song moves. It does. And it's and really. Uh, yeah. Great up tempo. The sea is foaming like a bottle of beer. The wave is coming, but I ain't got no fear. I'm waxing down so that'll go real fast. I'm waxing down because it's really a blast. So these are very Beach Boys like lyrics. Yes. Yeah. There's, there's a part. These guys are from California. You sure nobody's. Because these. Look at no. these guys. These guys never said. These guys uh, never I don't think so either. Never, never go in the ocean. Chris, you, sir? Um. No, that's what yeah, I thought. See? So you don't slide off the board. Keep your feet gripped on the board. Yeah, I, even I know that, and I can surf, you know, if you fuck that up, fucking done. Some, <laughs> some lyrics in this sound like it could be actual Beach Boys lyrics when he says, my buddies and their honeys all come along. They yes. seem invincible as they trip along. That's, that that's is like Brian Beach Wilson. Boys, right? Yes. That's total uh, Brian Wilson. For sure. And, and, uh, I'm going to guess that Rivers, like that Rivers and Brian Wilson may have things in common. Oh, so, God. I would say so, yeah. For sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Obvious yeah, statement yeah. is obvious. <laughs> 
Well, okay. he said the smile, that the, the uh, that uh, um, uh, not smile, but um, pet sounds. Pet sounds was a huge influence. Big influence. Yeah. So sure. you could tell. Yeah. And uh, all right, so now we get to the what I think is the emotional centerpiece of this record. Yes. Say it ain't so. Right. Yes. Which this song, after all, most of the songs on here are very light and frothy. This song is heavy sure. as shit. Yeah. Because he's writing, this references an incident when Rivers came home from high school and found a bottle of beer in the refrigerator that belonged to his stepfather. Uh, when he says, somebody's hiney is crowding my icebox. That's a, the hiney. Right. The, By the way, beer slime. As what a kind of beer you like? As a middle schooler, I thought hiney was like your butt. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I remember in, in high school then, that's we we talk about hiney. You call them hineys. Yeah. Right. Nope. Um, we did not call them that. His, well, yeah, in South Florida, we did, definitely. We couldn't. Well, Heineken was like a big treat. Like somebody, oh, uh, we got Heineken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was fancy. So it was were, fancy Were you like a, like, a, like a high life kind of, or like a St. Ides oh, kind of guy? I think Black Label in Old the Old Milwaukee? Black Label or cheap, you know, whatever we could afford. So his father was an alcoholic and left the family when Rivers was four. So when he saw the beer in the fridge, he thought Triggered. His, that his stepfather was also going to leave the family. So right. these lyrics are super That's personal. Deep. He yeah. says, yes. uh, yeah. So uh, and he, uh, when he sings, uh, flip on the uh, telly. Already sings, flip on the telly. Wrestle with Jimmy. Now, when uh, when I first heard telly, I thought he was doing like, why is he doing British slang for television? But no, telly's talking about the, the guitarist switching on his guitar. Oh, the telecaster. Oh. Wrestle with Jimmy. One of his brothers' name is Jimmy, and he says something is uh, bubbling behind my back. The bottle is ready to blow. Say it ain't so, your drug is a heartbreaker. Say it ain't so, my love is a life taker. Um, yeah, so that's heavy shit. And then, Seriously heavy shit. Yeah, right. And then, now, I did not know this. Rob did song, a lot more research Did this song this resonate energy. with you that much, young? Like, did no, you get all that? Not you probably even, not, right? Not even a fraction. My parents are still together to this day. Oh, wow. Of course, I didn't, of course they are. That's yeah. why you're so well-adjusted. Oh. It's true. <laughs> fun, fun you want to know how many ex-stepmothers and ex-stepfathers I got? Is there, is there a running tally? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, there is. Yeah. So, no, I didn't, I really didn't, didn't. get this but song on that level at all. I will say, the music in this is sort of tells the story, too, because it's so, it's played so emotionally, and the way it builds, when I was going to say, about, I love the build and the swell. Yeah. This, the was, this one got played a lot, too, right? Because this did. seemed very familiar Well, to like me. I said, this is the band that all the bands would cover. This is the song all the bands would cover. Right. But uh, he's singing directly to his father, and he references yep. his stepfather. He says, Dear Daddy, I write you in spite of years of silence. You've cleaned up, found Jesus, things, things are good, are or good, so I hear. So this I bottle of yeah. Stevens, Stephen was his stepfather. This bottle of Stevens awakens ancient... Oh, shit, I thought Stevens was like a liquor bottle. Right? So did so I. So did until I. I read, no, his stepfather's name yes, was Stephen. I only it's found so that out later up. in life. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. This bottle of Stevens awakens ancient feelings like father, stepfather, the son is drowning in the flood. Yeah, and he goes, good. the flood? Yeah. And then yeah. he's got this great lead. He, right. Uh, it's really... This song is great. And to all, any Weezer haters... Hater, I'll tell you, like that are in bands, especially. I'm calling out those Big Dipper dudes. Write a song. You guys wrote some great songs. Write a write a song as good as this song. To so be get able back to, to me, make okay? yourself yeah. emotionally bare in Steve, that way. Steve, you and I'll talk offline. <laughs> Whatever. I'm just Ta saying. It takes a certain kind of person to be able to just put it all out there. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I, I actually, I was. It was funny. My only misconception, besides the thought it was a bottle of liquor, right? right. But the song was we watched the video of them playing this live. I think. And I assumed that the other guitar player would have played the lead. I didn't know that Rivers was the lead guitar player. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's is. playing yeah. the lead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's so, a great guitar player, too. Very yeah, good, really yeah. Is. Thank you, Chris. Super underrated. 
Yeah, I think yeah. he is because he uh, he does it effortlessly. He's kind of like which I'm gonna, which I know Barry you hate, and he's an asshole, uh, uh, Billy Corgan. But Billy Corgan is also a really good guitar player too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah he, I, I'm he not is. disputing that. Yeah, yeah. But I have and don't put that all asshole. on me because yeah. you feel the same way. I, I do. Think. He's an asshole. Yeah, yeah. he is. Uh, I like put, I can put things on you. You put things on me all the time. I have, what? A, I have, uh, a, I have a lot I? of mixed like feelings what? about Billy Corgan. Do you really? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. But his, yeah, no. But you're not. Uh... 94 was a good year, though. I'll say that. No, no. They have some. They have some great Siamese songs. Dream. Oh yeah. yeah, that's a great record. It is. I've, but he oh, is. But a lot of good. Oh. He's, he's an asshole. Oh sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. You can't. You can't defend him like you defend Rivers. Oh God, no! I I'll would not even. You. I'll kick you out of here right now. No here. need to. We're on the same page, my friend. <laughs> I won't. I won't. Be. <laughs> Your husband just like got ready on his chair. Like what? Yeah, but, all right, <laughs> we leave now. He's got his keys. Now? Oh, thank God, this is over. <laughs> All right, so we get to number eight is in the garage, and um, I love this. Uh, this is a little poignant for uh, right middle-aged men like Rob and I. Yeah, that's totally <laughs> because Fuck this him. is a all right, Barry. Did you have a kiss poster in your room? I did. Yeah, I, I had the didn't biggest... have the twelve-sided. No, I did have twelve-sided die, but, but I bought it because I thought it was cool. I didn't ever play you those play games. Di- I know. Nah, I didn't play Dungeons and Dragons. Cool, you know. I but didn't... I totally had the giant kiss poster in my. I had room. the destroyer, like the, you know the no, one. You're with too the, young. You know, I'm too young for kiss. It was the kiss army poster, right? With him, they're all like coming out of the. It's a destroyer cover. I did yeah. not. I did not play D and D, and I'm too young for Kiss. However, I was always a huge X Men fan. So the, the oh, does, does he reference the Kitty X-Men Pride and Nightcrawler? I didn't see that. Yeah, I didn't get that because we're too old for that. And Nightcrawler too. Uh, I knew he was talking about something. But yeah, he said Kitty Pride and Nightcrawler, and oh, that's so you knew what he was thinking about for, for sure. That. Oh, and okay, and that's not cool. only that. That is like he's you know he's a nerd because he's referencing like the second tier characters Not of X Men. Uh, he didn't say I've got Wolverine and Storm. I see. That's why, right? Okay. Well, he also referenced the two cool members of Kiss because he goes, "I've got posters well, on the cool wall." Cool and very my uh, favorite rock guarded term. Well, favorite compared to the other two, right, true, my that, favorite rock right. group Kiss. I've got Ace Freely. I've, I've got, got Peter, Peter Chris. Chris. Yeah. Also, it rhymes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It's a great rhyme. So this this song reminds me of the Clash song, Garage Land, which is sort of, obviously, it's not uh, politicized, but it does remind me of that. Yeah, except this is when the, the, this is the, in the chorus, in the garage, I feel safe. No one cares about my ways. The fact that I'm a giant, awkward weirdo. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. In In the the garage where I belong. (laughs) No one hears me sing this song in the garage, right. Um, I've got electric guitar, which is a, actually, um, I've got electric guitar, which it makes, he sounds like David Byrne from Talking Heads when that song, Talking Heads song, Electric Guitar. When he says, yes. I've got electric guitar, it sounds like he's heard that record and says that. Oh, I really? play my okay, stupid nice. songs. I, I could see it. I write these stupid words and I love everyone waiting there for me and there's the imaginary audience right yes. waiting for Rupert Pupkin Rupert Pupkin from right. uh, King of Comedy you know he's in the bedroom performing right. with the cardboard hey. audience yeah super right. relatable but give him credit because he did it he wanted when he said when he got that Kiss record and he heard him he wanted he decided he was going to be a rock star and he became yeah. a rock star right. so a weird on, awkward one but he became <laughs> a rock star on right. another layer altogether Good. relating to Weezer being in middle school, I, I've known that I wanted to be in radio since I was eight years old, younger than Jonas. Wow. Is now. Really? Yes. So to me, 
being that weird kid that had the, you know, um, when double-decker tape record, uh, tape recorders were popular, where you had, like, the, the A deck and the B deck. You're right. And you could record one from the other. Sure. I was doing my own radio shows when I was 8, 9, All and 10 right. years old. Wow. And so I related to that whole, whole, like, I wish I had an audience in front of me. I would call, like, my local stations up in Tampa, 98 Rock, which still exists. All right. Um, I would call and be like, oh. 98 like, Rock, Tampa, Florida. <laughs> like, ha- how do I get? How do I be a DJ like you? And what you know, like I was that little kid that would wow. call and, and look at you, and you realized you your dream it. too. I did, and so Good I related to Rivers on that level as well. I, I'm frankly, I'm impressed. I'm thank I'm, you, gentlemen. I'm verklempt. I'm verklempt. Um, this also reminds me of. Let's not go overboard. Wilco. Wilco has a song called Heavy Metal Drummer. Do you know that song, Barry? Don't. And he says. Uh, I miss in that song they go. I miss the innocence I've known playing Kiss covers, beautiful and stone. So that also yeah. reminds me of a little, right. uh, So a lot of a lot of bands, a lot of people already especially reference because yeah, Kiss for sure. That was, was the first because it was everything you loved. It was like comic books. Yeah. It was like you yeah, know, yeah. Don't go back and listen to it now. We spent no, some no. time. <laughs> it's very dated. Spent some time. <laughs> Listening to Peter Chris's well. drumming is we just. We have friends though that still, man. Oh, Rob, remember your band, Rob Budowski, man. Kiss, kiss to the end. Kiss or die. He loves Kiss, yeah. Loves but, but when is your uh, Carrie Peak Van Halen? Oh, gee, the episode coming? Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, My first coming concert. <laughs> hey, fifth season. Bayfront Center, St. Pete, October 78. Van Halen opening for Black Sabbath, so. I don't okay. know. Me and Barry said right. Benny Allen is great, especially the early First. stuff. But it'd be hard to talk about the lyrics. What the fuck much. are you going to talk about? I'm the one who wants to love. Come on, baby, show your love. Yes. Right. Okay, Dave. Lots of singing on this podcast. I yeah. like it. Uh, so another. Speaking of guitar, super catchy guitar hooks, we got Holiday. This song, Holiday, which is right. such. This is a great song, and this perfectly. This is like a perfect. Uh, example of a Weezer song because it's got what they do a lot is Barry. Did you notice they do waltz time? But like six, heavy yeah, and fast. Six, yeah, eight, waltz, yeah, yeah, yeah. I counted it out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like waltz time fast and uh, lots of swaying. And the opening line when he says "Let's go away for a while," I, it's likely it's a reference to the Beach Boys track "Let's Go Away for a While" from yes. Pet Sounds. Yeah, yeah right. So this definitely is we also s- soaked in uh, the whole like two two fingers to the eyes thing. Like, yeah, we, we I see you, Rivers. I yep. see what you're doing exactly, there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So he says. Uh, well, right, and then that whole middle part is so that middle breakdown is very pet sound. Yes. Well, I also think you talk about middle school feelings. I think that Brian Wilson basically is made his career on you know middle school feelings. And yeah, yeah, he, and those and like were singing about his delicate emotions and, and he, he did but he also had a really really young girlfriend as oh, I recall oh geez. right yeah but it was the 60s right things and, were different oh then. really Brian I didn't, I didn't know that oh yeah I didn't know that, that either that, yes which we haven't discussed the one thing about Rivers that I, I will be honest creeps me out was that his, is his proclivity for Asian strictly women? Asian women yes Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's all. He, he's, he's married oh, to a Japanese woman. He's, mm, not, he's not openly said he's only attracted to Asian women. He's yeah. only, and I, to me, that I've always found that creepy because when guys say things like that, it makes me think that they're seeing women as objects more it's than It's very fetishistic. Yeah, yeah. A little bit, mm-hmm. but. It's very so, you know, but whatever. He's you're honest into about it. it. Yeah, he wrote you like what you like. Of, he wrote right. a couple of songs about it on the second album. I like album, big butts and I cannot lie. Other brothers can't deny. Across the sea. 
on the just oh on the, God, I hit the on the next album on <laughs> oh. Pinkerton Across the Sea oh, when he's talking yes. about basically a, a 14 year old Asian girl yes. that wrote him a letter and he says in the song I could never touch you I think it would be wrong it's like yeah we uh, yeah, yeah, the rivers, yeah it would definitely be wrong don't do that the kiss wrong. song the kiss song that he talks about. Uh, what's it called? Oh, um, I'm going blind. Yeah, I'm going blind. Guy. That's yeah. the subject matter of that is Gene yeah, yeah. Simmons saying I'm too old for this girl. Yeah, I think when she's you know, 14. Right, when, you, when you know, basically, Gene was singing in a theoretical sense oh. that she was too young yeah, for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a theoretical uh, sense. Yeah, it was only theoretically was she too young. Thank in God actuality, we're getting, we're getting better with all that. Thank God we're, uh, yeah. we're not. We're Jeez, getting better. Yes. Hey, what's your name? All right, I so have a long tongue. That's <laughs> so gross. That's gross on so many levels. So we get to the final song, the epic last song. Finisher, on this big record. finish. Oh, I love yeah. this song. And and I told Barry, like, you didn't realize it was I eight didn't minutes. It. I because did not. Because it's so good, you don't realize it's eight, eight minutes, minutes long. long. Yeah. This song, and I, what I love is that every song, on the, there's only 10 songs in this record, and most of them are quick. They get to the point, but this right. is the one song where they don't worry about that. They, no. they well, last song on the record, you can, indulge. you know, yeah, you can, they take yeah, their time. You can let it. And, Let it ride. And basically, he's singing about a, a dream he's having about a girl he wishes that he could be with, which sure. is a recurring thing for him, right? Yeah. My my favorite part of that entire song is where he says, "I would crush your pretty toenails into a thousand pieces." Because oh yeah, he's, he's worrying so, about dancing with her. He's so awkward at, yeah, yeah. At, at dancing I with her. That was a fetish thing. Sorry. I, no, 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 no. Like, he's worrying. Yeah, he's, he's worrying. Gonna step with her. On he's going to uh, step that's what on her toes. Too, uh, and I'm like, it's so innocent and wholesome and sweet. It is. It is. And and again, very middle school. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. This song yeah. is definitely middle school. And then, but it's got the end. It's got not one but two epic guitar buildups. Yes. Ups. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah, and they're so good. And it's him. It's him. You know, it's him playing uh-huh. all those guitars. Yeah, well, right. I mean, that's quite what I was Pouring listening to. And I was like, it. man, these guitars are synced up really well. And I thought, mm-hmm. there's only really one way to do that that if well. If you're playing but it you're, both. You're, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah, this is a guitar lead porn for me. Like listening to for this. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's like, good. So yeah. it's just really I good. I think they're it's also, I'm going to guess that this record is also pretty carefully planned out mm-hmm. and that there may not be a lot of um, spontaneous stuff. I think it was probably arranged oh, very right, much right, like yeah. a, uh, um, you know. Well you, well, you have him, you have Rivers, which definitely, like you said, Aaron, knew what he wanted in his head and wanted yes. to sound. And you've got Rick Ocasek, too, which you know has his own ideas. Definitely, about yes. And yeah. also, did you read, um, I think... Which song was it? Buddy Holly that he had to force him to put on the record because Rivers didn't think it was a good enough song yes. to put on the record. He, his, and Rick Ocasek said, no, dude, this is going to be a hit <laughs> single. Yeah. yeah. Trust me. Well, and the thing is, is that when your self-esteem is is what it is and you just don't feel good about it. And as an artist, I feel like across the board, it's not just Rivers Cuomo. As an artist, you're constantly, or as a creative person even, you're constantly self-criticizing and and you don't think that you're good enough or you think that it's It's a me- common thing. Yeah. Except with me. I think everything I do is awesome, man. But I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an outlier. You're the outlier. exception to the I'm rule. an outlier, yeah. So, you know, you're constantly, like, doing self-checks and, like, oh, it's not, and your anxiety sets in. Definitely, and you're like, yeah. and, and That's you're, a big, yeah. Yeah, and so I feel like that's a common theme. I mean, throughout to the point where, like, you were talking about with now where he, when he writes music, he does spreadsheets. And, and he even talked about... Because he's obsessed with writing the perfect song, yes, like the but perfect pot. He thinks unfortunately, he that's, un- that's where you lose formula. some of the passion and some of the soul so, yeah. that goes into it that. as well. Yeah. That's why I think they do. he does so many covers. They like doing covers because he hears the song and he's like, oh, that song's so good. I love sure. it. And it's, it's perfect like, yeah. the way it is. I'm gonna, yeah, let's just do this uh-huh. song because it's so good. Yeah. 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 
Sure. But, you know, you got to admire. All right. But, uh, Aaron, uh, this was great. And I think I hope yes. for you, for the Weezer haters out there, I hope this gives you a little better appreciation. I'm talking to you, Joey Maya, and I'm talking to you, Steve Mishner. And, uh, <laughs> and Rat, Rat Bastard. Oh, God. Rat no, Rat's a lost cause. Rat, we he have no hope. Yeah. The other yeah. guys, maybe they'll come around, but no, uh, they won't. You're missing around. out on a really great, great record. They are. Barry, you agree, right? You, you, yeah, it's, you it's a great record. Yeah, yeah. Record. I definitely, record. my appreciation of it grew. Throughout the week, as I, I started off a little skeptical, right? Right. I thought it would. Yeah, yeah. Right. I know because a lot of people do. I just think because it's a, they're it's so a, there's excellent craftsmanship. It there there here. really is. Barry, there's what's no your favorite on. track on this record? Uh, it's a fucking Buddy Holly song because it's it's gets, that's the one that gets stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's right. catchy. Yes. And because of I, it's it's got the um, mid tempo Ramones yes. thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, this when the record when I first saw the video and heard the song back in whatever 94 mm-hmm. I was like man these people owe the Ramones some money because <laughs> but you know he right. doesn't oh, list well, them well, as an influence owes money. yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> kids walk sure. around with Ramones shirt they never they don't even know where they yeah. are and no one's they're Rob, all what's dead your, what's your favorite track my favorite track in this record is um, uh, Save and So Act. Right. Just because it's so... Because uh, you feel like... Was so, that the uh, Thomasville? Emotional. Was that... What, yeah, that was yeah. the Thomasville that was with all Thomasville the Thomasville right. Why don't you play something we could all enjoy? <laughs> 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 Right. All right, so the uh, the best way to support that, if you like that record got me had the best way to support us, aside from going to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH and becoming a patron, is to tell your friends about it. Just tell yeah. your friends, hey, there's these two right. there's these two guys. They're 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 old, they're kinda of weird, but they do this podcast. And it's, it's awesome. fun. Yeah, it is fun. And uh, and then if you listen to us, uh, rate us. Share us. And, and also share it on your social media. Share it on social media. Come on, people. We're Let's on do Spotify. We can't do this all on our it's own. the cool thing to We're do. We're on iTunes. Be We're cool. on Stitcher. Yes. Just be cool. So, uh, once again, Aaron, thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you for having me. You will be a return guest for sure. Absolutely. Oh, please. Please, I'm ready. The raves are coming in already. I love it. How you elevated me and Barry. We're almost palatable. Let's hear it, everyone, for Aaron and for Chris at Laserwolf. Thank you so much. Yay. All right, next week is the secret episode. We don't even know what it's going to be, but I'm going, uh, I think I'm I'm going out of town. I'm going to England next week, maybe. So, we're going to sneak in an episode real quick, and Barry, we don't even know what it's going to be, but it'll be a surprise. Yeah, maybe we'll see. Look at you being all cultured. <laughs> All right, it's so a it's big way. deal. He's going to it why is. he's going to England. He might not. He might not be able to talk about it. I, I definitely Tom won't be able to talk about it. All right. Wow. Once again, that is Barry Stock. That is Rob Elba. Thanks again, Aaron. We are that record got me high. We'll see you guys next week.